Hey guys, I'm so excited for our guest today. She has cast so many commercials. She pivoted into doing indie films. She has now doing another, she's pivoted again into hiring and packaging production people and heads of production. And she's going to talk about this new business that she's just started. I can't wait to fill in the blanks, to hear her story, to to give back to you guys. Please help me welcome Pam Bouvier. Hi, Pam. Wow, that was some introduction. Thank you so much. I'm so inspired by you. Oh, and I'm going to be inspired by you after you tell us your story. So I like to do this. I like to have guests on because information is, you know, the superpower and people can meet and hear all my guests on this podcast. And then when they have that six degrees of separation and then you meet them down the line, there is a connection. And that connection is what this industry is all about, don't you think? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the longevity of it, because mm-hmm. you need to, you need to hang in there. You need to hang in there for, oh, the, hell yeah. for the long Yeah. And you, and there's ups and there's downs and, you know, the, the true filmmaker just keeps hanging in there, keeps hanging the in there. The true filmmaker and the true artist keeps hanging in there because you need it. Mm-hmm. You want it. You desire it. You have to do it. It's in your blood. And there's no reason you can't have other jobs to sustain it because you're always an artist in your heart. So Pam, Mm -hmm. I want to hear your story. I want to hear a little bit how you got into the commercials and then how you moved on and, and created this whole other business that you're doing. So tell us all about it and and favorite favorite acting stories. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't know about my favorite acting story. I'm always thinking about those, but you know, um, I, I'm from Oregon, from Portland, Oregon. I had a casting office up there for about 10 years before I moved here. 25 six years ago and discontinued my commercial casting here can I ask you a question about that let me just ask a quick interjection because there's people that I do have in class right now that aren't that live in Oregon those places so um how why did you decide to just move the market down here was it busy there or wasn't busy there or it just felt like you needed to build you know Interesting enough, all of my clients were LA. Interesting. Most of my clients, car commercials, lots of car commercials. So I've done almost every car commercial there is. Mm. And those are usually LA production companies. So I fortunately had that, you know, behind me having those relationships to be able to keep casting. So then I just started casting both Oregon and California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and, you know, casting commercials, you cast other things too, mm-hmm. whether or not it's the internet or web series, or maybe it's an infomercial new media. So all of that different type of casting, union, non-union, low pay, good pay, mm-hmm. you meet a variety of different actors and something that I don't know how many people really thought about this or know this about me but I've ran my camera myself my whole career have you really yeah so you did the all my actors I've read with every single one of them myself and I really enjoy that that's pretty special because most of the time and for all those out there Besides going on Zoom, when you do get the callbacks, because things have pivoted and changed since COVID, but yeah. you do get the callbacks and you have to go in, they usually have someone running the session. And in the old days of before COVID, running the session meant coming in, having someone run the camera, and then your tape was sent on. Yeah. So you did it all. That's pretty special. I did it all. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. If you want to get into casting, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. But I just take my work very personally. And if I'm going to be spending all that time with the director and the director's in my head, I want to do a good job and make sure that I find the actor that the director wants. So it's just me going the extra mile, you know, I think. But I've also really enjoyed it because I'm a crier. I will cry. If you move me, I will cry. And there's nothing that makes me happier in audition if I laugh and cry. I love that. <laughs> well, you're an artist, so you love to be entertained, right? Yeah. What, you yeah. just said, what you just said was interesting because you said that you want to 
the director's in your head and they're telling you what they're looking for. And so how does it work? Because sometimes you'll pick up a script, commercial or film in the indies that you were casting. And so you have an impulse and a vision and a feel. And do you go with that? Or do you always have to listen to what the director is telling you that they want? Or do you push your ideas sometimes? Oh, I'm going to have my own idea at the end. Absolutely. I'm going to pull. Yeah, I'm definitely going to put in a sneak in a couple that I think are great. If they didn't choose them prior to coming in. Yeah, I'll bring in a couple for sure. Because you got to have your own. You got to it's a team. It's teamwork, right? Well, in film, it's easier because Mm. a boy in in a day player role, it can be male or female just because it says female blonde. 30 doesn't mean it can't be a really great actor that you want to introduce to the director, but there's Mm -hmm. nothing that, you know, fits his type. So you like the work. So you're sometimes that actor can take the role. I understand. Let's, let's just step back first because I want to do the commercial section and then I want to kind of go into your indie film. So what is it as a commercial casting director which are you still casting commercials or that is something you work? Sure. Sure. Great. I have it in like a year or so, but I've been working on it. I know you have another thing that we're going to talk about, which is you guys out there pivot, create, do many things. It's all so good. Whatever is driving that artistic passion, go for that a hundred percent. So what I want to ask you is what is the key? Do you think, And all those actors coming in for commercials and there's a slew of actors that get called back and book them. And there's a slew of actors that don't. So what is that little, little thing that you can imbue upon us? She's thinking. I am thinking, sorry, I forgot I'm not on video. You know, I really think that when an actor walks into the room, it's going to be their confidence. Mm without being cocky Mm. there's got to be some realness and some humble some some humanity that walks in with that confidence Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of time too um listening is very important because when I'm casting someone I think about how that person is going to behave for my production team on set for the director, are they going to take direction? How are they going to be? Is this going to be too much to take for eight hours on set? Or are we going to be able to work with this? And also, I need to be able to see their range. Mm. So I'm looking for the range because just because they can come in and hit a note commercial, I mean, you're on camera for what, a minute if you're lucky? But then I need to interpret that into an eight hour day on set. How do you do that? So how do you do that if they're coming in? Or- I'm telling you, it's because I've ran my own camera for so ah! many years. I can see it. Oh. I've like trained my eye to like see it. Mm. See how that works? Mm. But listen, there's going to be more than one person that's right for the role. Yep. And um, unfortunately, you know, we like who we like. Right? And so... You know, just remain as likable as you can and listen. And be it but for commercial too much, don't talk too much and yeah. Take the direction, got it, got the note. Get out of there. Get out of there. Slip in. I used to say slip in and out like butter. A real a real pro will just come in. They know they know the deal. They come in, they do it, you look up, they do great, and then they're out of there and you're like turning in your seat going, Hey, where'd he go? You know, Amazing. You Cause he does, they, do, they do it with confidence. They planned out what they're going to do, but the tonality of, of um, commercials, has it changed or has it always been add your quirkiness, but base it in truth. Has it been like in the old years ago, was it a little bit larger? Has anything changed? I don't really think question? anything's changed. Okay. So what is it? Is it true? Our business is the only business where, Things don't change. Nobody's reinventing the wheel. Mm. So what? So you think commercials are the the same? Just not be too wacky, or if you're going to choose to be wacky, it's got to be grounded in truth. 
whatever it is, the, whatever. Has be, absolutely has to be grounded in truth. Truth. I saw something online the other day um, debating whether or not you should wear the costume. Whether mm. it should look like the character. And that was really interesting. Because, well, before I watched the video, I I thought, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to put the white coat on. And I'm I'm gonna see. We're gonna be sure. able to tell. But uh-huh. but see, you're on the flip side, you work with actors, and I'm telling actors what to do. Um, but the flip side of that is if it makes you feel good, if it makes you feel good and that's what you want to show and that's what you want to, you know, the character you want to be, then by all means, by all means, then, you know, wear your costume. Yeah. And you don't think that's too much because I... I come from well, the- I've always thought it was too much. I'm trying. Yeah, I've always thought it was too much until I watched some video and it was a movie star actress saying people always told her not to put the white coat on the doctor or the attorney look or whatever it was. And she just said, you know what? It helped me stay in character and it helped me be better. And I think coming from a star. So they're all people. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. that person's known yeah. more everyone's That's a star right. within themselves That's right. but That's right. i think the point which she whoever this person is by the words that you were saying it worked for her it didn't make her feel like she was putting on something it actually made her go deeper into the physicality yeah. and the emotional world so i think yeah. that's the element that it took her to the next level, whoever yeah. this person is you linda know? cardellini i just thought of her name oh her. my god i, just I love her, her. And maybe it's because I love her and I'm like, okay, that sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, but she's so real. She's so, she believes in herself a hundred percent. She has the ability to morph into those characters. So when she first started out, she wore the costume because it made her feel better. So I think, listen, I think anytime you're going to go on on camera in front of you, you got to feel good about yourself. You know, whatever that essence is, if you want to, I think. If you want to wear a button down and that makes you feel like whatever the role is, great. If you want to get the wardrobe, great. I I think it's, it's not too necessary. It's yeah, it's, it's not just necessary. it's not necessary at all because what pays off at the end? The work. The other thing that I'll add commercially, since I did a lot of Walmart and Lowe's and a lot of a lot of big box store commercials mm-hmm. for women, just go in plain Jane. Just don't wear jewelry. Forget the accessories. Get it. It's often, yeah. often that the people who are hiring can't look beyond that. And yeah. you want them to mold you what they can make you in their head. I so, actually always feel like jewelry is distracting in an audition. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like but I agree with you on that. Let me ask you this for all the curly haired people out there. Because when I was an actress, I, you know, my hair is big, red, curly, curly hair. Light, so right? <laughs> when I was an actress, it was always that stress if I got to straighten it. And I tell everybody now, just be your true authentic self. If you feel better with the curly hair, wear it that way. If you feel like the, 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 the character has straighter hair, then blow it out. Don't stress about that. Do you agree? I agree a hundred percent. And also the same with your headshots. Mm. If I mean, it makes more sense if, if you, if you don't try to look like somebody else and you look like yourself and you get called in for that audition, that just takes all the stress away. You know, you're called in for how you're going to show up. Yeah, but, yeah. You always have to look like yourself. Yeah. And I, you know, when I was an actress, to this day, they still don't. To this day, well, that's the insecurity. Not. That's the insecurity. And I think we both come from the time of, I really, and I still believe this and everyone doesn't agree with me and that's okay. Cause it's only my opinion, but for headshots, I feel like you just need one dramatic with, you know, some kind of thought and darkness and sexuality and deviance under your not eye. One yes. with a smirky smile and your comedic, you know, uh, thoughts underneath that. And I, the, all these other pictures that are just, you know, it's just an idea of, I think that's when it gets actors outside of who they really are, because your essence is what's going to get you the, you know, called in. So I think just those two shots and that essence 
is the most powerful. Yeah, that is the most powerful. And that's your, that's the star in you. That's yes, the excellence in you. That's the, that's the ignition, right? It's everything. You. Yeah. And you that's what the camera is going to pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's the key to the confidence. And, you know, I've always said it takes all types and you can act till you, you're dead. Mm-hmm. You can, I used to say 92, but I'm getting close. You can, actually, <laughs> you know, there's just so much, you know. So as we go through life and we go through changes and we grow older and we discover more things about ourselves, also just being open to that so you don't get stuck going in for the same thing. And it's five years later, you're going in for the same thing. Mm. Maybe being a little bit more open minded as you grow that things are going to change in your acting career. I mean, I, this is when people say your type, I, I, I understand what they mean by that, but it doesn't mean that you have to get stuck. You can have that type, that essence, maybe you're super, you know, more, you know, neurotic and nerdy. And that maybe is your type. It doesn't mean you yeah. can't win for the leading lady role as that type. So, or the leading male role as that type. So I don't think anyone should limit themselves because it's always the exploration of the life of the character, but I want to go back to the commercial. So commercials, do you bring props to commercials? Do you have a strong opening moment? Are you doing it just like you're doing a film audition? I think, I think, I think the budget of the commercial matters and my direction from my producers, if they want a prop, if it's Lowe's, they're going to give me a prop because it's probably a tool. Mm. So that would be something that I would bring. So, you know, it varies, but as far as bringing props randomly on your own, no, 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 no. But and self tapes, because things have changed for so many actors out there. Well, all actors, because everything is on self tape now. So do you as a casting director for commercials, <laughs> want just the simplicity? Do you just want to just, what is it for you that you particularly like? Because it is a subjective industry and everybody's different in their opinions. So if you were casting a commercial and you're looking at all these t- tapes, what is it that's going to grab you first? Well, I don't know that it's going to be one thing because it's going to be the lighting. It's going to be the, the overall, first of all, I like it closer to the face. Cause I don't really, I can't tell far away what your eyes are saying to me. Like my screen is right now. Close yeah, to that's good. That's good. Exactly that. And, um, you know, Definitely just the sound and the lighting, you know, definitely, you know, the technical part of the tape so you can enjoy it. So you can watch it and enjoy it. You know, so you're not distracted by other things that are bugging you. About. And definitely not just in your home where I can look around. <laughs> no, you need to have a flat background. This, my back wall right now yeah. is painted. It's a, the tape. Right. Is- and you the way it's lit. On you. Yeah, you look fabulous. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So, and I think, and it's interesting because should you do it, I'm going to go ahead and throw this question in there because I get asked that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, should you do it more if more than once? And mm-hmm. should, should you do it differently? As far as I'm concerned, if you can show range and you can show a difference, yeah, tape it. I agree, Pam. You're acting because you're not in the room. So you can't get the adjustment anymore. Go ahead and bring something else to it because it just helps, you know, show the range. But it also gives them an adjustment because they're, and I've talked to so many executive producers, people that run the rooms, they're, they're sad about not having in-person auditions commercially and, you know, for film and television, because you can't work with the actor. You can't see their malleability, their ability to take direction. So in your self tapes, I do always tell people to send two, not four or five, just right. two takes. One that's extremely different. And there's always different ways to do all of it. And maybe in commercials too. So two different takes for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So what, how did you fall? And you should say your name at the beginning and at the end commercially. So the oh. editing, because if somebody is watching you and there's 30, 40 people doing the very same thing and, that you're doing, um, 
if someone's interested in you, it gives them the opportunity to write down your name again. If they missed it in the beginning Mm. and they didn't write it down, they're talking amongst themselves. Trust me, I've seen it. Or they're turning around and get coffee and then they're looking and they like you, but things are moving fast in the room. Um, just, just end it with saying your name one more time. I think everyone does end slates. I think it's better. Yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. I think it helps with editing later on too. You know who it is. Maybe that's. Well, (laughs) I think if you don't, I think, you know, actors do not like slates and I've taught everybody on my, my TikTok how to do that split screen slate, which really helps. Yeah. Close on the face. You get your personality. You can see your body and it's kind of fun. So you make it fun instead of feeling that you're being looked at. But what is the slate for? Is it slate for to see? It's only organization. That's it. When I make my link on breakdown services, send to my clients, I can go through their profile and click which reel I want to also attach to that audition and Mm -hmm. their resume and their, what picture I want to send my clients. So Mm -hmm. the, the advantage of having, well, I love your idea. First, I'm all about the way you described a headshot. If everybody could have that. I'm more oh. in the film headshot than I am the commercial headshot these days because there's just nothing going on with the commercial headshot. And I'd rather see the depth and the sexiness and the dark and the comedy. I mean, for everything, there shouldn't yeah. be a difference, right? There I mean, shouldn't. No, there shouldn't because it's just a deeper side of you for sure. Yes. Um, but it's for organization. Oh. You know, we, we need to know who's who and edit and, <laughs> but, but but actors talk about all the time like I gotta do the great slate so that'll book me the job and I'm like wait what your slate's not getting you the job the work your that's working true. artist is going to get you the job that's the essence true. of your true personality your energy well the nice you- the nice thing about it being online now is you can have the slate separated yes because the 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 at the final edit looks better and you're showing the actor and the director gets to get right into it so it's it's great that it can be separate but it's all right there so if you need to go back and look you can look if you need to you know so that's a blessing to yeah, have that being yeah that's so, a blessing for sure so you've done how many hundreds of commercials hundreds hundreds of commercials like 25 years of commercial casting wow and did you find yourself bringing in the same people or did you keep yourself open enough to to working with brand new actors did you did you have your like your team of people that you trusted because i think as a casting director it's important yes i'm sorry sherry for the big box stores absolutely because those clients would want to see because i'm going to bring in 10 guys perfect that any one of them can do the job. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure if they don't, the nine don't get it, that they're going to come back the next time and have an opportunity to see those clients again and be booked. So you do bring it. I do bring in, you tend to bring in the good people, right? Well, I think that so the same people that you feel trustworthy. I mean, it doesn't, it, really, it must be. You're always looking, but you're always looking for yeah. something new. You always, you know, you're not really doing your job unless you find a new fresh face. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. I was just going to ask you something and it just slipped my mind. Oh yes. This is my question. When an actor in commercial gets put on a veil, what exactly does that mean? So um, that's a good question because basically you just don't want to lose them. The clients are talking about them and going back and forth between this one and that one. How many? Like two or three other people, right? So when you're on a veil, it's down to. I think you're really right down there and you don't want to lose them because the shoot is coming up and they're probably a good actor that probably has other auditions going on. And, you know, like I said, you don't want to lose them. So, so they get put on a veil, but they don't get any money for being put on a veil. They just are this that once you get put on a veil as an actor, you're like, you're down to the wire. This is good news. This is good. And, and hopefully the casting director will call back and remove that avail as ASAP as soon as they know. How does, how does it 
feel as a casting director, do you ever just want to call someone up and go, oh my God, you're so close. This is going to happen for you. I can oh, feel it. sure. You get excited. Absolutely. What do you do? Because you can't call them. What do you do? I'd be like crazy. This, this is not a good job for me. Oh, but you can, you can have that same conversation with the agent. Oh, I have that same conversation with the agent. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, the agent or, or the manager would call and say, how did my guy do? And I'll say, great, you know, great. I really, really loved him. Let's talk more, you know, so there's conversations that are going on. And also I've lost the actor before because they've taken another job. Oh, what that, happens? Oh, that, is, that is, in oh. fact, speaking of Lowe's again, it was to a Home Depot job. <gasps> so you had an actor. My job was paying, paying $25,000. And I think Home Depot was must have been a little bit more. And the guy was up for both. <gasps> and he didn't and they take were shooting the same time. Or was it a conference? Yes, yes. It, uh, well, that probably is part of the problem, whether or not it was to be a conflict or which one you'd rather be with, Home Depot or Lowe's. If they're- and also, also, let me just say one thing, because I think actors out there, what does it mean when you're, you're in conflict for commercial? Is it a similar product? So you can't be in one commercial versus the other? Right. And that's a producer. That's a production company call. They're either going to care or they're not. My people cared if their guy that they were going to hire was out there doing home Home Depot running at the same time. They don't want they don't want their guy representing another big box store. Mm. That's airing. I get you. And also, even if they're not airing, what if it got picked up to air again? which happens a lot. So they just don't, they just don't want that. So the actor is the product that's selling their product pretty much. How do you feel about all these commercials that have gone non-union and all these huge companies that can hire actors at a lower rate now because they've gone non-union about that? Obviously you can hear in my voice. I have personal feelings about that, but I raised my son doing non-union work. So financial core non-union. I mean, I'm, I don't care. I'm going to get the best actor I can. And so, but but do you think that, because it used to be a lot of these union commercials have now gone non-union. Why is that? Is because they, they can make less from the actor and still sell their product or is it saving them money? What what is it? Because I'm not on the commercial end. So. Well, it's it's quite a big difference in in the um, in the production budget. There's a diff- huh. There's a big difference between union and non-union when it comes down to the budget, and it could be a couple hundred thousand dollars. So you're looking at saving a couple hundred thousand dollars. The production. Um, the production, right. Now, I just want to just say this, only because I cast on union, but like my Doug Garnett in Portland, Oregon with Atomic, they never treated anybody less. And they I never don't think they, they do. They never made like less quality product when it was non-union. So people got paid and you know considerable amount of money and um and the spots are just beautiful you know but that's what i'm saying that big chunk and that goes back to the advertising budget now i don't know it'd be interesting to know at what time there's more non-union projects than there are union projects right now commercials have really changed to a lot more non-union and all these union actors who were going in for union commercials, those same companies have now gone non-union. So my question was- Very scary. I don't know. Why are they doing that? Is it just because financially that they figured well, out- they could... When I talk about that for a second, now that everything's online and I've got people with my new company that are in Spain and I'm saying you can get on a plane in 48 hours and be here. So now what happens? Now what happens when people can just send in tapes from anywhere? Are they are they getting more of a choice mm, now? Yeah. So can they go non-union and still get the same quality of talent? 
because we're online now and that talent can come from New York or Chicago or just a matter of a flight in. So I don't know. I wish I knew the answer to that question. I know, but I wish for all my actors that have worked so hard to get in the union that it would be back to a lot, both, of course, but for the old commercials that those companies that are huge and do make a lot of money that they can go union again. And so the actors can get the residuals that they deserve. That's just my little thing. I think that's, I wish too. I don't know. Who are those companies that we're talking about? Uh, I'm not going to list any names. I mean, they're big, big commercial companies that you you look three years ago and all the commercials that were coming in that were union versus all those same companies that are not anymore. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I just, I, you know, I'm always in support of the actor. I'm always in support. And guess what? Yeah, I haven't cast a non-union Wait, let me, say, let me just say that non-union commercial actors are fantastic too. So, I mean, you don't have to be in the union to be a great actor. That's right. not what I'm saying. I'm just saying right. the larger companies that used to be that have changed, that it loses a lot of work for a lot of other actors who have been in the union for many years and, and are commercial union actors and that's how they made their living. So it's really changed for them. I'm not saying that non-union actors are bad because they're freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I'm just discussing. If, when a job comes to me and they want to do non-union, I spend a considerable amount of time telling them why they should go union. because they always want really good actors right so I usually do say well if you went union you know this is going to open it up a little bit for us you know Mm -hmm. we're going to see where it's going to be opened up a little bit I spent a I spent a considerable amount of time um trying to get the non-union people to go union and it does come back on what they're told from their advertising agency on the budget so okay okay well that's an answer yeah yeah I just don't know maybe these production companies are bidding these projects lower but Mm -hmm. the bottom line it comes down to the money you're probably right you're probably right um well anyway we wish everybody you know to be successful and whatever and guys out there you don't have to ever join the union if you don't want to it doesn't it doesn't matter right. just, I'm talking about the people that have you know what right. I mean and I think to be successful we were talking about being a filmmaker earlier yes that might segue into you know me moving into the movie business yeah so you but- changed into going into films and we're going to, I'm going to put this on pause for one second. Cause I have 6% on my computer. Okay. So Lily, let's put this on pause. I'll be right back. I'm going to go. On. All right. We talk so much about commercials. You guys heard my passionate dissertation about it. And Pam's, you know, Pam, you're wonderful. And you've done union and non-union and it's not, you know, your production. So you, you know, whatever you, we can find great actors in both, but let's move on to how you pivoted. And then you moved into indie films. And what is the difference in, in the excitement of it for you in the um, different kind of setup? There's much more detail, you know, in fleshing out actors. Well, first of all, there's usually no attorneys involved with regards to what you can say and not say and the changes that you can make when you're dealing with commercials and TV, there's a lot of attorneys involved. So that cuts the creativity. So once you jump into film, It's like 52 card pickup. I mean, you have so much creativity. First of all, when you get the script, you're having an opinion. You're making your script notes, right? So you're having an input from the minute you get the script. I'm rewriting scripts on some of the jobs that I take. Um, And so the creativity of whether you cut a roll out or change your role all leading up to the actual casting you've already got you've already have you know so much invested and I love that I think I have a good opinion of talent <laughs> I've seen a lot of talent on my camera over the years um and uh, yeah there's just a lot more creativity it's just well, the words, I mean, it's more it's a whole different. Yeah, it's a whole different game. And I just appreciate actors so much. I just enjoy the entire process of seeing the different takes and 
discovering the different actors. And I get very proud. Like literally I could tear up right now. Mm. I get I get such a reward when I watch an actor that meets what my director's looking for and what I'm looking for, what we're all looking for together. It's so exciting. You know, it's just such an exciting moment. It is so exciting. Like I'm like I when people book jobs, I'm crying of happiness and when they when they get down, you know, even just even the callbacks, it just it makes your heart so full. And as a casting director, you're part of it. You're part of their journey. Yeah. And it's, it's so exciting. When actors came in come in for you for film and they were, you know, even if it's on a Zoom and you give them adjustment or whatever, or if it's in person and they sort of freeze in that moment or don't take the adjustment. What kind of, are, are you like, okay, I can't trust to bring that person back if they're not taking the adjustment or do you, do you? No, I work it like it's a class. Unfortunately. Work it like it's a class. I had a feeling you were going to say that. I, That's mean, amazing. I think all casting directors should be like that because the nerves are the block for people. And it's so hard. I was an actress. I know I would freeze so many times. Yeah. And also, you know, we only need to see a little bit before we can just redirect you. So just like get through it, just nerves, just get through it and get it out there. So then we can do it again. Yeah. I mean, because usually when I'm taping, it's not unlike me to tape two, three times, four or five times if I have to, because I can see the actor has it and I want them to look good on my tape. Mm. And so I'm going to work with them. I'm going to get the best out of them because I'll, what about I'll, now though? Cause it's true. You're not going to be running that camera. So what, what happens? Do you just, so unfortunately now the actors have a lot more responsibility with their technical. Now they've got to be editors and, and, you know, cameramen at the same time. And unfortunately the first, you know how it is. We judge totally. immediately. We judge immediately, but remember that I've got to turn that to my client. So my client, I want to give perfection. Totally. Client. So. Do you uh, give, are you the type that like if someone sent in a Zoom audition, you're like, I like that first section, but the ending, it lost the, you know, the intention. Oh, for sure. The players. For sure. Not every actor, actor, I mean, obviously your students are fabulous, but um, not every actor will redo it. Not every actor will want to redo it. What? Wait, are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you at all. And sometimes it's a matter of just like a couple of minutes before I'm finishing sending what I need to say. Can you fix this? Because you're so close, but let's just change this. Two days later, I'm still waiting. You, this, this is not the kind of actor I work with at the studio. Yeah. In so the no classes, no. you yeah. have to be, have so much desire and perseverance. I remember I was coaching this young actress and I was friends with the casting director and I was coaching her actually on something else. And I was having a conversation. I went, oh my gosh. And she was saying she was looking for this character. I go, oh my God, I have someone for you. What are you, what are you looking for? Okay, I'll be right back. In five minutes, you're going to have a tape sent. And that actress was so available, sent the tape. She's like, that was incredible. Send this adjustment. Bam, made it happen right away. And she booked that job. How do people not do that? Well, you know, because they're idiots and they just don't know. But but listen, um, that shows so much professionalism. And really, what really sticks is that A, she can take direction. Mm -hmm. And B, she's a team player. She realizes it needs to get done. And she's going to get it done as told. And that's an active job. It's acting right away. Like, right away. I I feel like for actors that are in classes and ongoing and keeping their tool their body their instrument really malleable it's not that big of a deal so you get an audition you've already explored those characters in class in different other roles so you could just drop in and the and more you class you're dropping no there's no excuse because i have had actors stop their car where they are in audition on their cell phone and send it to me because they're they're smart enough to know that they either are right for it or they're not. 
Mm-hmm. No, no sense in stressing out about it. And so some of them will do like just a little tag for you, you know, mm-hmm. just something real quick. And then I can say, that's great. Let's do it more like this and get it to me by tonight. Mm-hmm. So sometimes um, the actors that really want it. So sound bites will make a difference, you know, in getting the job also just being doing something now. I think that actors stress for, well, they do stress for good reason. Cause it's their every, it's a job interview every yeah. single time, but not to get in your head about it. So if you really understand who you are, your essence, that's going to shine through and you're, you're, you, I, I, I teach. Yes. Them. yes. I've had, I mean, I have had actors, I mean, I'm not saying this is the thing to do for sure, but I have literally have actors lay in bed and do it. Whoa, really? I'm like, are you in bed? <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't recommend that. Unless no, I don't recommend that. But, place. but I can kind of see a little bit of the ego, but I can also see that, listen, you said you wanted it. Now, if you think that this is me, if you think I'm right for it, then let me know. So there's, it kind of just depends on the situation, probably depends on the casting director, probably, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of variables I think that it depends on, but you know, you're either right for it or you're not. And if you're right for it, they're going to tell you and they're going to redirect you. Well, a lot of actors do come to help you. A lot of actors, because it's on zoom. There's no feedback. It goes into the ethernet, you know, and you never hear anything back. And I wish there was some kind of like, and maybe you can add this to the, which we're going to talk about in a second, the new thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Is there a way I feel like actors want that feedback just a little. And I know it doesn't really matter because either you're going to get the job, or you're not going to get the job and the self-confidence is all that matters. Mm-hmm. But if there was a way for the actors to just to hear something, there would be a stronger community. And well, why don't they communicate with their manager when they're signing with their manager or their agent and have that be one of the things that they need to have as a representative? They need to know that their representative call the casting director and say, hey, how'd they do? That because I think actors forget that the agents, the representatives work for them. And I don't think the question should be how they do, because if you're an actor and you and you understand the art of acting, you're going to send the take that you feel represents the essence of that character. So mm-hmm. did you feel that they were right for the role? Are they going to get a callback? Are they going to, is it going to go further? The right. only question is, is it going to go further? Really? It's going to go further. Yeah. Who cares about the in-between? You know what right. I mean? If they didn't like it, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. So who cares? And all actors out there. So should that would be up to the actor to ask their manager if they can call the casting director and ask, you know, gets to, if there's feedback. And people do. I, I get calls. Yeah, people do. I think it's important. I think the good managers do that, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So you've done commercials, you've done films, and and now you started this other project. Let's talk about that before well, we thank you for letting me talk about it. I'll give you some time for this because you don't know who's listening. That's going to be intrigued by this whole new business that you have. Tell us all everything. So this is something that I thought of 15 years ago and have been taking notes on over the years. Oh. So it's very in depth, but I produced a movie last year. We were shooting in Canada And I was crewing up, I'm looking for department heads, I'm hiring a director, I'm hiring producers, I'm hiring a cinematographer, I'm hiring the music, I'm hiring all the department heads to shoot in Canada. And it was very difficult for me because the Canada DGA and we were going union and, you know, working out the DGA site, but it was very difficult to find crew. Mm. and very difficult to for the most part sit there and google an an ad that i've gotten off of the dga just their name i don't know if i'm looking at them on are those their social media accounts i don't know you're guessing you're googling and you're trying to get all this information you're trying to get their email you're trying to find their agent at imdb you're going here you're going there and it was a nightmare for me I 
all day long, just trying to communicate with one person taking three days to get the information that I needed back. And it wasn't fast enough for me. Mm. So I went, well, Pam, crew resumes needed worse than ever now. And so I launched in September and I'm telling you, all it is, is a database. It's meant for studios, networks, hiring producers, production heads who need a makeup artist, whether it's in the USA or Spain, worldwide, like you, very worldwide um, service, 200 countries I'm working in. Incredible. With um, like 287 film commission offices. So it's just a database to find, you know, crew. And actors are a part of that, obviously. It's called resumes, but... The profile page, because I've been a casting director for 35 years, the profile page is geared more towards the actor. So in the future, the digital department and costume and all that, it'll it'll all change. But right now, the profile page um, that is up there is incredible. It moves fast as lightning. What's all it called again? How do you find it? Crewresumes.com crewresumes.com and it's now one link one link has everything on it there's 12 other external links all your social media links all your contact information your bio pops up your best 30 seconds is highlighted in one link and what is it for so when people are looking for actors for crew they can just pop on there and and search they can just pop on there and search worldwide. And then also, like I said, it's just one link. And that wasn't my main focus when I built this. It was to be built fast and for to people to find people faster and hire faster, replace faster. Mm. So it was all about production's needs, yeah. not so much the actor's needs. But as it turns out, there's no login. So that one link that has everything on it, is I mean it's it's it works so well and it's so fast and it's so clean but you know I get so many emails from actors and they have all those links their YouTube Mm. their Twitter and their Instagram and their Facebook their web page and I'm not gonna look I'm not gonna click on I'm not gonna click on all those links okay but I might click on one and I might look at the wrong 10 seconds and go, uh, you know, make an, I'm sorry, <laughs> make, an, make, judgment. make a judgment. I'll make right. a judgment. We make judgment calls. Right. So exactly. I may not look, I may not look at the best part. So what I've created right away shows the best, the highlights, the best 30 seconds of, of the actor. And is, it's and also, the crew, is, is it for the crew or is it for the actor? It's for both. Well, it's for both. It's for both. There's 420 different crew positions available. So depending if you want film, documentary, music video, TV, gaming, YouTube, podcast, podcast, there's a place for you. Podcast, you know, multi-camera sports. So I've got all the platforms. You pick Maybe. which one. Now you can pick more than one because sometimes an actor is a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. So now you can come up and searches for the makeup artist as well as the and actor. Is it a, a subscription to it? What? It is a subscription. It's $15 a month. Oh, that's so. And nice. you just you have the one link that has everything from your voiceover, your reels, your bio, all the different questions. It I'm not going to lie, it takes about two hours to fill out. When I say everything is on one link, everything is on one link. That's amazing. And, and if you do it right, here's what's going to happen: you're going to look smart. Mm. I designed it and developed it so we can you know, find and, and find people, people will come to you and then they'll go, wow, click. And they found somebody right away. Oh my God. My dog needs to be. Oh. Hold on. She's letting her dog out. Which she knows. I have a Yorkie kind of bossy. Um, so, you know, when you look at it also, I think there's a lot of personality and more, you know, we're online and everything is so flat. 
Mm-hmm. We're looking at a flat headshot. We're looking at the same flat resume. We're all day long. We look at the headshots and the resumes. And so I feel, and sometimes I get tears in my eyes because I can't believe how it works that you can take 30 seconds and you can go on there and you can just look at Shonda Renee, take 30 seconds and go, oh my God, I love her. What a great person. All of a sudden you're watching their TikTok. Anytime you go to the social media page, you can follow and click and like, but you never leave that page. So you can just kind of stay there and hang there. There's no Googling anything. No question. I'm going to go research this. I'm going to go look at it. Yeah. So somebody who's looking and looks at that link, like I said, everything is gathered in one place. So in like the photo area, it's not just a photo. I ask for a description. Tell me about it. Is this on set? What's the movie? What's who's what role did you play in this? And so you can actually engage the person looking. Mm. So they feel like they know you, they mm-hmm. feel like, you know, it's just not a flat picture that they're looking at. So I made, I made some amazing friends on there myself. <laughs> this is really good. Some guy in, um, oh gosh, I don't know where he, where he is. Some guy, he teaches, um, kid acting to kids with trauma Mm. he's in another country and has this whole thing that he's doing with kids and acting and trauma and I'm like oh my god I love you you're I love him too so there's a lot of room on there to be a great person and not just a great talent so you want to get underneath it just a little bit before even the audition that's amazing tell us one more time what it's called it's called everyone who's listening to this (laughs) <laughs> go look it up or go subscribe to it. And you don't know, the more connections you make, the more doors. Oh, open. and also I'm marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm marketing it. So mm-hmm. if you go and sign up, I'm going to be screen recording you and marketing you in 200 countries to Amazing. every production office in Canada and the USA It's all about opportunities and connections and community. That's right. So it's crewresumes.com. And yes, for actors as well. Crewresumes.com. Pam, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out and having a lovely conversation. I hope somebody heard something that inspires them because it's all about the inspiration and staying on your game and believing in yourself and allowing your true essence to shine through all the time. That's right. Thank you, Sherry, so much for having me. Thank you so much, Pam. Here we go, 2023, guys. Let's rock it.